0: Greetings, and thank you for choosing the Contemplative Caregiver Podcast, part of the Caregiving Podcasting Network. To learn more about caregiving, please visit caregiving.com. Today is my very first episode on the podcast, and I must be honest, I'm pretty nervous. in an unfamiliar territory, but my mission is clear: to help and to heal others, to support them in their journey as family and professional caregivers. I'd like to explore and discuss various topics and interview family members, daughters, sons, nieces and nephews, uncles, cousins. And I'd also like to explore healthcare professionals from nurses to phlebotomists doctors, oncologists, and explore who's out there supporting family caregivers in this world. Explore their strengths, their skills, and their interests, and together explore what does it mean to be a contemplative caregiver, to provide care that is informed contemplatively. Well, to begin today, I would like just to throw out some ideas, some some of my plans for What I would like to see come of this podcast. I imagine that the Contemplative Caregiver podcast reaches out and supports family and professional caregivers at any spectrum of their caregiving journey, whether they expect never to ever be a caregiver, or maybe they know that about the future about planning, about estate planning. Or maybe it's after caregiving has ended. Maybe you cared for your husband or wife for a number of years, and they're no longer with us. And so how do we move on? How do we move forward? And how do we treasure the moments we did have when we were caregiving, and how do we bring those treasures into the present moment and really resource ourselves and find strength in the here and now. So the goal, again, of the Contemplative Caregiver Podcast is to support the wellness of family and professional caregivers. And I'm committed to helping, to serving, to listening, to validating and asking some good questions and finding some answers along the way that will help others in their caregiving journey. I guess I should give a little background. My caregiving story. My name is Andrew. I'm 28 years old. Two years ago, I became a family caregiver. I guess it all started with harvesting a bunch of apples. And... Something happened uh, suddenly, my grandmother's hand froze and locked up and tightened and it was very painful and since then she's had about fifty per cent mobility in one of her hands, so it started off light, very gentle at the same time this was occurring. one of my uncles began to show signs of, of well, maybe some early signs of dementia. It's too early to tell, but so there's some memory loss, some uncertain behaviors, some loss of consciousness, and some other things paired with some other health problems, of course. So the verdict's still out. What the caregiving that I started is is the preparatory. It's the expecting one day to be a direct hands-on caregiver. Right now, I'm. 1400 miles away from those two people in Boulder, Colorado. My family's back home in Northwest Indiana. So I'm a long-distance caregiver now. But I'm not just a long-distance caregiver. I'm also a professional caregiver. I'm the owner and founder of Contemplative Caregiver, where we work with the wellness of family members and professional caregivers, supporting each aspect of their wellness from physical health to managing budgets, dealing with the social pressures, and also advocating for social justice issues. I've also been an avid member of caregiving.com. I became a caregiving consultant in 2016, an educator in 2016, and then this year, 2018, I decided to take a leap of faith and I became a caregiving partner and I'm partnering with caregiving here is to sit on the Advisory Council to train other caregiving consultants and educators and to volunteer my time for the nonprofit Center for Family Caregivers as you can tell family caregiving is an important issue to me. I didn't start as a family caregiver and in fact it was a recent discovery that I was a family caregiver. I was reviewing Denise's stages after having worked with it for two years finally did it dawn on me that wow I'm a family caregiver. I thought oh I'm an expected family caregiver at first and then it slowly showed and revealed itself to me that no I'm a I'm a freshman family caregiver and now is the time to find the answers. Now it's time to ask questions. i got to get the POAs. i got to get the, the liability forms. I need to know how the finances are going to work. I need to start making the end-of-life plans now while everyone is lucid and comfortable and the conversations can be held with a gentle smile and it's not in a worry and panic state. Oh, I didn't start there. I started in 2010 when I became a certified nursing aide in the state of Indiana. started my clinicals at Ivy Tech Community College. And from here I transported myself to different nursing homes, finding what I liked, what I enjoyed, what was comfortable for me. And I nestled myself really strongly with working with people with dementia. In fact, as I was... In my studies at Indiana University, I was requested to do a genealogy project to discover what was common, what was unique, what was, what was a special component of our family's legacy. And as I dug deeper and had conversations with relatives that I haven't talked to in quite a time, I discovered that I had five family members who had dementia. Some, clearly, it was Alzheimer's. Others, not so certain. Maybe vascular type or otherwise. So uh, I then couldn't sit still. I took my studies and I took my work experience and I figured out how to merge them. So I started volunteering. I volunteered for Harbor Light Hospice, for Unity Hospice, to... Work with the Alzheimer's Association, Alzheimer's Association, and the Alzheimer's and Dementia Services of Northern Indiana. I also partnered with a number of other organizations, some YMCA chapters and some local wellness centers and yoga centers. And over the course of that time I had an opportunity to become an educator at a senior services community. I worked for Comfort Keepers of South Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana. And I was the administrator of the Continuing Education and Training Department there for three years. Before, I made my transition out here to, to the beautiful town of Boulder, Colorado, where I study at Naropa University. I'm studying clinical mental health counseling. And my program is mindfulness-based transpersonal counseling. It's a mouthful, I know. Basically, we're combining openness, curiosity, and compassion as the foundation for my counseling experience. With a transpersonal framework, I hold that I don't have all the data, and that the client's meaning is most important. Supporting their awareness and their safety, their regulation, through positive relational engagement, through encouraging reflective experiencing. Asking the tough questions. (laughs) Can I exist, and is the world okay? How well can I do it, and who am I really? A transpersonal framework allows us to work with anyone, anywhere, east, west, north, south, south, regardless of your religion, regardless of your philosophical principles, regardless of your spiritual preferences, I support you, and we will continue to support you in all that you are and all that you have been and all that you will become, because you are valuable, you are important, and you are safe. So that's kind of the, <laughs> the foundation of where I'm at right now, is exploring all those different concepts and exploring what it means to be a therapist in training. And, and guess what? Yesterday I signed up for my third year of classes. I have two years to go, a four-year program at Naropa, and I will have a master's, a Master of Arts in Clinical Mental Health. And my vision is, is growing every day. And like this podcast, I hope that I can support a caregiver, a family caregiver, and a professional caregiver. Because I myself am a caregiver, and I know how stressful it can be, and I know how valuable and important that mindfulness has been for me in healing my trauma, healing my wounding, and how that then cascades into greater presence and awareness and compassion and understanding when I'm with the people that I'm serving, whether that's the clients that I have in Boulder community or it's those who I meet on caregiving.com or maybe it's people I meet at the National Caregiving Conference or the people I meet at the library when I'm giving The caregiving years talks it could be my family members or it can be my partner or you know what it can just be with me being present and aware and open and curious to my own experience lends me to be an open and curious and compassionate to others So, again, the purpose that I have is to support the wellness of the family and professional caregiver. In the future, we will have interviews and discuss the strengths and skills and interests of different people from all over, all different walks of life, all different aspects of caregiving, so that we can paint together a more accurate picture of what this caregiving experience is like and hear the voices that are making a difference in the world, and find out how you can empower yourself and be the change that you want to see in the world. Join me on May 2nd for the end of our 30... I'm sorry, May 1st for the 30 Days of Caregiving Boosts. Also, you can register now for the National Caregiving Conference taking place from November 7th to November 11th in Chicago, Illinois. I hope to see you there. And as always, have a fantastic time. I hope to see you on caregiving.com, and I hope you will tune in next time to the Contemplative Caregiver Podcast. Be well and excel. Thank you for your time. Enjoy the ad.